millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yay, we made it. We're now on to episode three of The Female Struggle is Real. Hello, my name is Emma. And in every episode of this podcast, I'm going to be talking about something that females struggle with, because let's be honest, there are a lot of things we have to deal with as women. Last week, we were talking all about online dating. And um, if I'm perfectly honest, we have been completely and utterly overwhelmed here at The Female Struggle is Real uh, with the response we got. We got so many lovely emails from all of you and tweets as well with your amazing uh, online dating stories. Uh, I'll read a couple of those out in a minute. But first of all, I need to address something that happened in last week's podcast. So I was very lucky to have on Vix Meldrew, who is a uh, dating blogger. Um, She's actually about to run a dating event in London. So if you're around London and like Vix, you struggle with online dating, please, please check out her event by uh, looking at her tweets at Vix Meldrew. And while we were chatting to each other, I was talking about uh, when I used to be on Tinder and the sort of things I hated when I was on Tinder. I'll just remind you of the exact moment. I just remember absolutely hating anyone with a topless selfie. I was like, no. Anyone with a tiger that was seduced in Thailand? No. I just wasn't keen. Now, I am the first person to hold my hands up and say, look, guys, I made a mistake. I made a massive mistake. A few of you have been very, very eagle-eyed, or should I say eagle-eared. I got quite a few emails, um, thefemalestruggle at gmail.com, by the way, if you know you hear it now and you're like, oh my God, uh, then you can still email. Um, Because I don't know whether you noticed, but I kept referring to the tigers as seduced. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I've never actually seen a tiger, um, seduced or otherwise. (laughs) And I did, in fact, get completely the wrong word. Obviously, what I meant there was sedated. I don't mean seduced. I've never seduced a tiger, surprisingly. I doubt any of you have either. But, you know, if you have, get in touch with me. I'm always keen to hear your stories. Um, So I'm very sorry about that. I mean, it's quite embarrassing, really. I have got a whole degree in English. So, you know, I should know definitions of words, especially ones as simple as seduced, especially in a podcast about dating. I mean, come on. So I thought it only right to address it in uh, this next episode. I'm always happy for you to, you know, critique me. I love hearing feedback. Um, so please, please email and tweet me, you know, pick up my mistakes by all means. Or, you know, if you've got any suggestions of anything I could talk about, let me know. Thefemalestruggle at gmail.com. Thank you to all of you that pointed out that I meant a sedated tiger and not a seduced one. 
Anyway, enough about last week now. Let's move on to this week. Let's live in the present, shall we? Um, So this week's podcast is going to be a little bit different, to say the least. Um, It's going to be all about the cervical smear test that you um, have to have when you are 25 years old. Or should I say, sorry, you're encouraged to have. You don't have to have it, um, but you are encouraged to have it uh, by the NHS. So I recently turned 25, uh, which means that you get a letter in the post um, from your GP saying that you are due for a cervical smear test. Um, I obviously had never been for one before because I'd only just turned 25 um, and I had no idea really what it was. I kind of knew that my mum had been for one and some of my friends and stuff that were already 25. But apart from that, I didn't really know much about it. I don't know anything about um, a cervix. <laughs> I also don't know anything about smear tests. I didn't know what to expect. Um, So what I thought I'd do, and just hear me out with this one, is I thought what I would do for you is record my whole smear test experience, um, the whole thing from the minute I walk in the door to the minute I leave the practice room. Um, so that you can hear what it's genuinely like to have a smear test. If you haven't had one yourself and you're kind of worried about going, I thought I'd just record the whole thing to hopefully encourage you to go and have a smear test if you've never had one before. So that's all very exciting and um, you're going to hear that uh, in a little bit. Also, on the more serious side of things, um, I'm going to be speaking to a lady called Kate. Now, Kate works for a charity called Joe's Trust and they are the only charity in the UK um, that deal with cervical cancer. So they help women that have gone through the process of having cervical cancer. um, But they're also really, really helpful if you have any queries or worries about having cervical cancer, even just going for your cervical cancer smear test. Um, So really looking forward to speaking to her. But I did promise you before any of that, that I would read some of your best dating stories uh, from last week's podcast. A lot of you got in touch on email, thefemalestruggle at gmail.com. So Yasmin, thank you very much for your uh, email with an abundance of dating stories. I didn't really know which one to choose, to be perfectly honest, because there were so many of them, Um, but they were brilliant. She says, I went on a date with this guy. He seemed very outgoing on the phone, but when we met up, he was really shy. But I thought, you know... Maybe it's first date nerves or whatever. So I carried on. The chat seemed to be flowing. Well, it was flowing for me. Anyway, I was filling in the gaps. Lol. Anyway, he literally lived under a rock. I don't think she actually means literally there. Like, I don't think he actually lived under a rock. Um, But you know what I mean? Metaphorically, he lived under a rock. He's 30 and he'd never been to London or even outside Bournemouth. He only spends his money on him. He wanted me to pay for him too. In brackets, definitely not. And to top it off, he didn't even know what a camembert was. I mean, Yasmin, oh my word, I am glad you ditched him. How can you go out with someone who doesn't know what a camembert was? I mean, I literally spent Christmas smothered in camembert. Not literally, I'd like to add. I've completely used the literally wrong there, haven't I? I obviously wasn't literally smothered in camembert because that would be very weird. But what I meant was I spent my whole Christmas eating it, uh, sat by the fire, dipping garlic bread in it, and it was lovely. But genuinely, I think you're better off without him, Yasmin. He uh, does not sound like the one for you, um, which you have said in your email because you put underneath, it was a no from me, (laughs) which I love. Uh, So thank you so much to anyone uh, that emailed in your dating stories. They were all amazing. And I spent uh, a nice afternoon with a cup of tea reading through them all. So thank you. Now, as I said earlier, uh, this week on the podcast, we are talking all about having your cervical smear test. 
If you live in the UK uh, and you happen to be over 25, you will probably know that as you approach your 25th birthday, you automatically get a letter sent in the post from the NHS alerting you to the fact that you are due a cervical smear test. As it was my birthday recently uh, and I turned 25, I knew that uh, my time had come. (laughs) (laughs) to go and have my very first ever cervical smear test. So this week, I am going to have one, basically. Um, So I thought I would just talk about my kind of worries uh, and anxieties about going, as I'm sure a lot of you have um, or did have before you went for your very first one. So uh, I guess my worries um, are kind of pretty normal, to be perfectly honest. I'm worried it's going to hurt when I have a swab stuck up my vagine. By the way, I always call a vagina a vagine. Don't ask why. I just do. I think it sounds quite French and nice. I don't know. Whereas vagina just seems like such a horrible word, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? It reminds me of angina, which is a disease, and we don't want that. Vaginas aren't diseases. They're nice things. Anyway, tomato, tomato, vagina, vagine, whatever you prefer. <laughs> um, so I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the pain. I'm also worried, obviously, about the results, which I guess is fairly normal. Surely everyone's kind of concerned that they're going to have abnormalities down in their vagine. Um, but these routine medical appointments don't generally seem to bother me that much. Um, obviously, I would just rather have the all clear from any abnormalities at all um, than find out I've got something much later on in a much more horrible way than just having something stuck up you and you know someone having a bit of a rummage around. A lot of you will probably have more extreme worries and fears about going for your cervical smear test, um, which is why a lot of young women don't actually attend their free NHS appointments when it comes up on their 25th birthday. Uh, So I would love to hear from you on this. Perhaps you're one of the people that has never been for one because you're too anxious about going. Or maybe you've been for loads and you're absolutely fine. Maybe you even enjoy it. I mean, is there anyone that enjoys it? Probably not. But you never know. You can email me, uh, thefemalestruggle at gmail.com. Okay, so as I already mentioned, um, I've never been for a cervical smear test before myself and I've got my very first one this week. Um, Now, if I am completely honest, I am very ignorant on the whole subject, as I'm sure a lot of you are as well. I don't know a lot about it. All I know is that I had the vaccination uh, when I was about 15 or something when I was at school. Um, But other than that, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I'm completely and utterly clueless. So what I thought I'd do, as I said earlier, is record everything that happens in my appointment this week. You are going to hear everything the nurse says to me, everything I tell the nurse. Um, You're going to hear the uh, squeal I probably will let out when the swab is initially stuck up me. I don't know, maybe I'll squeal, maybe I won't. I've got, honestly, I've got no idea. But I just wanted to give you a completely honest and transparent uh, portrayal of what it is really, really like to go for a cervical smear test. This isn't meant to gross you out or freak you out, obviously. I don't want you particularly to know the ins and outs of uh, my vaginal area. Um, But I just thought it would be a great way of uh, letting you know what it's actually going to be like. There's only so many times our mum can tell us, oh, it doesn't hurt that much, a bikini wax is much worse, blah, blah, blah. Um, But actually hearing the whole experience from uh, the beginning to the end might give you an insight into the fact that actually it's not that bad and it's only going to last about 10 minutes and then it'll all be over and done with. Okay, here we go then. Uh, So this is what happened when I went for my very first cervical smear test appointment. Um, In case it's not obvious enough already, I should probably say here that this next section contains imagery of quite a graphic nature. 
Okay, so I'm just outside the doctor's surgery now, um, just about to go in and have my very first ever cervical smear test. Um, I'm kind of feeling okay. I'm a little bit nervous, if I'm honest. Now that I'm here, um, yeah, I'm feeling a bit, <laughs> a little bit concerned. I'm sure it'll be fine. I just, I think it's just like normal worries and stuff. Um, had a shower this morning, shaved my legs because honestly, I hadn't shaved them in ages, and I was like, oh god, I think I'm gonna have to obviously strip off. So shaved my legs, um, had a good full-on wash <laughs> in all the areas. Uh, so I'm hoping at least I'll be clean. I mean, that's a positive, isn't it? So anyway, here I go. Oh, hello. Um, I'm here for my cervical smear test. Okay, lovely. Can I take your name, please? Yeah, it's Emma Jo Real Davis. Oh, yeah, you're coming to see Beth, the nurse. No problem. Yeah, that's, that's lovely. Fine. Take a seat then, please. Thank All you. Right, thanks. Okay, right, I'm just going into oh, the room. It's warm oh, it smells lovely in here. Yeah. Thank you. So, you're called Beth. Yes, so right. I'm Hello, Beth. Emma, yeah. Nice to meet you. I'll yes. On this one first. Oh, on this one first. Right. Okay. That's right. No worries. So you're gonna have your smear today, yeah? Yeah. And it's your first one. Yeah, my very first one. Okay. You worried about it? Mm -hmm. Do you know what? I wasn't. And then I was in the car outside, and I was like, Oh God! I was like, what, what am oh, I doing? It's fine. Oh. Most people literally have it, and they're like, Oh, is that it? And it's really fine. So we'll do it. So that's fine. Okay. Good. So, okay, so just boring paperwork and questions first of all, and then we'll go through everything else. So, are you taking any contraception at the moment? Yes. Okay, what about, what? oh, Yasmin? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Contraceptive pill, yeah. Okay, taking, and no problems with that one? No, everything's all fine. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, and any pains or anything like that? Anything that you Not really, not abnormal, not. just normal period pains. Yes, okay, so nothing. Yeah, okay. everything's fine. Perfectly, fine. Okay, so did you read the leaflet that came in the post? No, because I've moved house. I haven't got my leaflet. That's fine, okay. So do you know what a smear test is for? Why we do them? Not really. So a cervical smear test is a screening test, so it's not a test for cancer. It's just checking for any abnormal cells that could be on your cervix that if we were to leave them there, they could change into cancer in future years. So it's a screening test just to check for those cells. If they were to find any of those cells, doesn't mean you've got cancer or anything like that, it just means that they need to have a closer look at your cervix. And usually they just take them away and you go completely back to normal. Okay. About 95% are completely normal, so it's a very small amount that come back with abnormal cells, but like I said, if they do come back, it will explain everything in the letter that you get, but it's nothing to worry about at all. They just take you up to the Princess Anne, and it's a more specialist clinic, and they just basically do what I'm going to do, but they use a big microscope just to check. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> so it's like everything in Zoom. Lovely. Okay, yeah, great. Absolutely. And um, they put vinegar on the on your cervix. Do they? Just to, yeah, just to highlight any of the cells. Oh, I wow. feel when we do our training, we have to go out there to look at it, and it's like, hmm. Strange. Make your cervix go white. Oh gosh. So yeah, so that's basically the smear test. So we use a little speculum to pop it inside your vagina, open it up, and your cervix looks like a little donut. So we just take the sample from that. <laughs> so it shouldn't be painful. Most people just say it feels like pushing and a bit uncomfortable. Okay. If it hurts or anything like that, just tell me to stop and we can slow down. And What's do a speculum? Things. So speculum is the little instrument that we use. Do you want me to get one to show you? Oh no, that's fine. Oh, okay, because I was in my head I was thinking it was like a cotton bud, but it's bigger than that, is it? That's what we actually t test with. So the speculum is the thing that we put inside your vagina just to open it up. Right. So that's the speculum. Oh wow. Standard. So it's like tongs. But it's very small. 
Yeah. Which bit goes in then, the pointy so bit? So that obviously goes inside like that. Okay. So some KY jelly on it. And then I push it open gently. Oh my God. It. That's the bit that causes that, I think people, it's just a bit pushy inside. Right. So basically you open it up like that very gently. It doesn't open slow. So we do it very gently. And most people don't have to <laughs> just open it Okay. Bit. That's fine. So your cervix is kind of sat at the end like that. Yeah. So it goes like that. Mm-hmm. And then that will go in there and just twist oh, it I see. So this is really soft, it's not sterile. Oh, it's like a little makeup brush. So yeah, so it's Fine. not hard. So it basically looks like an ice cream cone thing and then you push <laughs> two bits and then the ice cream cone kind of like opens yeah, up opens like a up. stapler. That's what it reminds me of. It holds your, like, the walls of the vagina open okay. so we can see your cervix properly. That's fine though, isn't it? It's not, I mean, Yeah, it's not massive. These used to be metal. Oh, wow. So now they're plastic, which is a lot easier for us because we can see, obviously, a little bit more yeah. inside. So, and also the metal was quite pinchy and nasty. Yeah. So they're all plastic now, and they all get completely thrown away afterwards, whereas they used to be sterilised and used again. So that's... Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And, of course, the other thing I was going to ask you is, yeah. obviously you do this every day don't you yes. so like because yeah, a lot of people I think are embarrassed aren't they but that yes. that to be honest that bit hasn't really bothered me because I'm just like well girls, I don't go to lunch thinking about vaginas that I've seen all day like <laughs> I do them all the time <laughs> yeah I think I've done I've got four booked in today including you so yes we do them all the time. okay fine that's good I'm glad you won't go to lunch thinking about my no, no, my area no, no. ready yes <laughs> okay so that's all ready so, um, do you have any other questions or anything? Uh, I don't think so at the moment. I'm sure okay. there'll be some during the yeah. procedure. So, obviously, there's pillow there. There's a bit of paper here. We're not allowed blankets anymore, health and safety. So, a oh. bit of blanket to pop over just to keep you covered a little bit. So, you can pop your bits and pieces up there. I will stand over here. Okay. And there'll be a light at this end. Oh, wow. Because believe it or not, you can't see a thing up there with right. a big light. <laughs> so just to confirm, I need to yeah. take my trousers and my knickers off. Yeah, trousers and my shoes. And off, shoes off. I mean, you can keep your shoes on if you really want Well, to. no, I'm not really bothered. But definitely need pants off, I'm afraid. No, that's fine. I mean, that is <laughs> the point. Yeah, isn't it? lay down and give me a shout when you're ready and I'll pop through. Right, lovely. And I lie on my back, do I? Yeah, like, lie on your back. Of... Don't you just keep your legs and stuff together until I come through. Oh, wow, to... this is... Oh, gosh. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Okay, you ready? Yes, yeah, so is that, that, is that a big so light a that you've just light. wheeled yeah. to the end? Right, so okay. that will be wheeled there. It won't get in the way. No, that's fine. I'll pop the blanket up a little bit. Thank you. Okay, ready? Yes. So Ooh. if you put your ankles together, okay. perfect, and then let your legs go a little bit. Oh, blimey. That's it. Right, so that's the worst bit, I Literally think. got my knees and everything open to the yeah, world, yeah. Okay. Right, so I'm going to put the speculum in. If it hurts, tell me and we'll stop. Okay. It's probably just going to be a bit cold, if anything. Okay, that's the fine. Gel. Okay. Oh, there's gel on it, is there? It's a little bit of KY jelly, just to, so it's not painful. Okay, so that's in. Okay, okay fine. Yeah, that's, that wasn't the end of the world. Is that the worst bit? The worst bit. So, well, I don't know what's the worst bit. So I'm just going to open it up like I showed you, just to see if I can find your cervix, okay? So yeah. So you might feel a bit of pushing. Oh. Let me know if it hurts. Oh, blimey. No, it doesn't hurt. It's just a very odd sensation, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's a like bit pushy. So I'm taking a sample now. Oh blimey! I can sort of feel like a scrape. It's like a sort of mild scraping. Yeah, and that's it. Done. Oh my gosh, is that it? Yes, I told you that's like the front. Oh my god, that was like <laughs> that was the most non-procedure I've ever had. Yeah. No, I know exactly. I can't believe so, it. So you can see it's bled a little tiny bit, which is totally normal. Okay, don't that's worry good. About that. But just so you might experience like a bit of spotting this afternoon. I just can't it believe that stop. was that was over in like thirty seconds. Yeah, it's really simple. I can't believe it. I'm in shock at how easy it was. 
Oh, amazing. So that's it. So your cervical cells are now in there. There they are, in some little... In what, little so box. what's that, like, liquidy so stuff? So that's just, like, preservant. So that'll all go off to the lab. It's okay. So they don't clot and stuff, I guess, and die. So that's will go to the lab in that pot with your name on it. Amazing. Done. And then is it two weeks? I should get a yeah, letter. Yeah, so two, it used to be weeks and weeks, so now it's about two to three weeks. And we say sometimes we have had letters go missing and stuff, so always, if you don't hear anything, give us a ring because we get the results um, in the post straight away. Right, Lovely, I'll thank you. Down. Don't jump off it. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm raised in the air at the yeah. moment a little bit. Yeah, the weirdest bit is just opening your legs because it just yeah, feels I know, that's it. unnatural. Just feel very, like, yeah, and very kind of yeah, vulnerable, I guess. Exactly. So there's tissues there if you want to use them. Thank you. Yeah, will do. Lovely, thank you so much. I just can't believe how quick and easy it was and and pain-free. So are there any times, Beth, when like um, women come in and they can't have a smear test for whatever reason? Yeah, so you can't have a smear if you're 12 weeks, if it's been 12 weeks since you had a baby. So if you had just had a baby, you have to wait 12 weeks. And that's because your cervix um, has obviously been messed around with during childbirth and things so it basically shaves all the cells off of the cervix which we're trying to catch in a smear so if you've had anything like that done you have to wait 12 weeks so if you ever get an inadequate smear you have to wait 12 weeks and that's because we've taken all those cells away the first time and it takes 12 weeks for those cells to grow back so that's why you have to wait another 12 weeks so that's why that reason's there. So babies, you have to wait 12 weeks. Um, if you're on your period, generally it's better to wait until you're not bleeding, just because if there's a lot of blood there, you can cloud the sample. Uh, you see the little pot that I took with the liquid in, it can make it too cloudy with blood and things. So they sometimes um, it makes it inadequate, so you just have to have it repeated. So if you're bleeding, it's best just to wait until you stopped. Um, I think that's about it, actually. We can do smears on practically anybody else. Do you know what? A be- bikini wax is so much worse. Yeah, absolutely. Like times and it's a million. Like proper everywhere, isn't it? Absolutely. No, I agree. Oh. I think it's definitely something people have to do. I don't know why so many people are like petrified of it. But you can always bring people in as well. So you oh, can, can bring you? someone with you. Yeah, so we always, you know, say if you've got your mum. I've had a girl come with her mum before and had her hold her hand and stuff. So you can always bring people. Yeah. But that means two people are seeing your vagina or not Well, right. exactly. I mean, they, they stand at the other end. <laughs> okay, that's not good. Not the business end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. well, thank you so that's much. No, that was, okay. like, the easiest thing ever. I can't believe yeah, it. So thank you, Beth. No, that's fine. So there we go. I did it. Yes, I went for my very first ever cervical smear test. And honestly... It was absolutely fine. And I'm not just saying that. It was just so easy. I mean, probably the weirdest bit is um, obviously taking your clothes off because it just kind of feels quite unnatural. Uh, Obviously, that's quite an intimate thing that you only do around people that, uh, you know, you want to see your naked body. So to do it in front of a complete stranger is odd. Um, And then to literally kind of spread your legs open is very weird as well. I guess just because you feel a little bit vulnerable, really. Um, But honestly, it didn't hurt at all. I could barely even feel anything inside me. I mean, sorry, again, to be graphic, if you've had sex, it's just quite similar. But obviously, it's not necessarily pleasurable in that way. Uh, And then there's like a little bit of scraping with a swab type thing. And honestly, it's over in seconds. It really is the easiest thing and just nothing to worry about whatsoever. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. 
but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, so in order to find out a little bit more about the whole uh, cervical cancer screening process, I thought I would speak to someone um, from Joe's Trust. Now, Joe's Trust is an absolutely amazing charity that helps women that have gone through uh, cervical cancer and the aftermath as well. So on the phone, I've got Kate from Joe's Trust. Hello, Kate. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, love, great, great, thank you. Um, so tell me about uh, what you do at Joe's Trust. So Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust is the only UK charity for women affected by cervical cancer and cervical abnormalities. So we're there for every woman who has, ha- has a smear test. Everyone is invited for a smear test from age 25 up until age 64. And we're there for anyone who's got any queries, any concerns, wants to have a chat about their smear test or about the results. Um, we also provide support to women who are affected by c- cervical cancer. It's a rare cancer, but sadly 3,000 women are diagnosed with cervical cancer every year. And we're there for those women. Um, and we also do a lot of work raising awareness of how cervical cancer can be prevented. So we do lots of awareness campaigns um, and work with women to talk about the vaccination, the HPV vaccination, and also smear tests and raise awareness of symptoms so women know how they can reduce their risk of cervical cancer. Now, um, you might have just heard, uh, I've literally just been for my very first cervical smear test um, because I've only just turned 25. Uh, Now, what I was wondering is why is it a thing that uh, girls go when they're 25? Why is it that age? So the evidence and the experts say that have shown that 25 is the best age to screen women. So cervical cancer is caused by contact with human papillomavirus and human papillomavirus is really 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 frequent so four in five people will have human papillomavirus at some point in their lives it's caused by genital contact so anyone who's had genital contact at the chances are at some point they will come into contact with the virus in the majority of cases it, the body's immune system will clear it and it will go away without need for treatment or anything at all but in a really few few cases it will cause ab- abnormal cells in the cervix and if those cells aren't treated or monitored, then they can develop into cervical cancer. This is why smear tests are really important. Now, in younger women, it's much more likely to come in contact with the virus, but it's really likely, again, that the immune system will clear it. So there is the chance that if women are screened under 25, then abnormal cells, which would have just gone back to normal without, without the need for treatment, might be picked up and might be treated, which will cause psychological trauma to women having to go through this treatment and it also can impact their ability to carry a child to full term later in life because it does mean treatment might mean taking away parts of the cervix so the evidence and the researchers the best show that screening women at 25 is the best age to start screening but it's really important that women are aware of the symptoms of cervical cancer. So if anyone under 25 is experiencing any of the symptoms, that they go to their GP and get checked out. So can you just tell us what the symptoms are? Sure. So the symptoms of cervical cancer are... It's really important, though, when we're talking about the symptoms, to know that while these, many women might experience these symptoms, and chances are they are nothing to do with cervical cancer, 
but it is really important to go and get checked out if you are experiencing any. So it's bleeding in between periods, bleeding after sex, um, any unusual discharge, lower back pain. So it's all things which are really easy for you just to think, oh, that's fine. That's just, it's just in between periods. But, and just kind of, you, I think women, you sort of start to not trust your body sometimes, but they really, they could be something that's a bit more sinister. So do go and go to your doctor if you're experiencing any of them. So really, it's just about kind of being aware because um, the nurse stressed, um, as you've just heard in uh, my cervical smear test, that um, you're not screening for cancer. You're just screening for abnormal cells, which if they're not treated, they could turn into cancer. That's right. And we know from our research as well that some of the reasons why women don't go for screening is because they think it's a test for cancer and that that's it's quite a scary thought, really, having a test for cancer. But smear tests are actually really a preventative test. So by having a smear test, they can find the cells that, that are abnormal, but they're precancerous, and they can be taken away, they can be removed, they can be monitored before they even have the chance to develop into anything like cancer. So it's really it's a screening test. It's a preventative test. So that's really important to know. Now, um, the other thing I was going to ask you was, um, I was a little bit stupid, Kate, because um, <laughs> around my 25th birthday, um, I suddenly thought, oh my God, I meant to have my cervical cancer screening thing. And I didn't get a letter in the post because I've just moved house and I haven't changed my address. Right. So I was like, oh my God, I don't know where to go. Do I go to the hospital? Who do I phone? Like what happens? So where <laughs> can you go and get one? So if you're invited for a smear test, you have to be registered with a GP. So if you're not sure who your GP is or if you've recently moved house or if you don't have a GP, it's really important you get registered before you're 25 because when you're 25, you'll get an invitation to be screened and you have to call your GP up to, to get an appointment booked in. Right, lovely. And um, I was going to say as well, when I phoned up, like I just said, um, my doctor and was like, oh God, I haven't had my letter because I've moved house and I'm all in a panic. I <laughs> thought you had to go to the hospital to have one because I don't know, that's just what I assumed, um, which is obviously a little bit scary and then they were like no no you just sort of pop into the to the nurse practice room in your doctor's surgery and I was like oh god it's so easy <laughs> yeah that's right it's all done as GPs in some areas you can have a smear test through your sexual health clinic but um that's only in some areas so it's worth contacting your GP to find out where you can if, if that is an option for you but it's all through your sexual health through your GP sorry um if there's if abnormal cells were found or if they thought there was a need for a follow-up appointment then you will be invited to your hospital to go for colposcopy which is where they just have a little closer look at the, at the cervix um but the initial smear test is all done through a GP so for most people it's a really simple easy process so I was going to talk to you about this, actually, because obviously um, it is very rare that um, you will have abnormal cells. But obviously there are cases where that happens. Um, and I think I'm right in saying you get a letter through the post just saying um, some of your cells are abnormal. It's nothing to worry about. But you, like you just said, you need to come into your hospital to have a further examination. Um, now, if uh, anyone is worried about this letter saying that they've got abnormal cells, um, is there anyone they can talk to or advice they can get? Yeah, there is. So I think it's important to say, so every year, 5 million women are invited for cervical screening. Um, so that's every woman between 25 and 64 will regularly be invited for a smear test. Um, 220,000 women every year will have an abnormality of some point that may require treatment. So having an abnormality, it's not, it's not very common, but also there are lots of other women who do, have, who do go through having abnormal cells. And like I said, the number of women who do have cervical cancer, it's a very small number. So this is why a smear test is so important, because those cells that are precancerous 
that can be treated in their earliest, earliest stages or even just monitored. But if anyone is concerned, if you have any questions, if you have any queries, if you don't understand what your letter, the letter means or what the next step is for you, then Joe Circle Cancer Trust is there for you. We've got a helpline that's free and it's open every day. We've got a forum where we've got lots and lots of women who are there ready and willing to answer your questions. And we've also got an Ask the Expert service. So if you've got a question about something really specific, you can send your question off to our experts and we can get back to you. Immediately on the homepage, there's basically everything I already want to know. Uh, Questions about cervical screening. Have you received abnormal screening results? Uh, You know, straight away, I sort of feel a bit more at ease that there's someone out there sort of answering my questions. That's, that's exactly what we hope we're there for. But whatever your question, if you feel a bit, we know from, we do a lot of research into women, uh, reasons why women don't go for smear tests, and we know women might be embarrassed, they might be afraid of what the result might say, would rather not know, they might be scared, they might think it's going to be painful. Um, whatever your reason is for not wanting to go for a smear test, or um, being concerned about your results of your smear test, or if you're going through any kind of treatment at all, then. There's no question too big or small. We're there for you. And if you can't find the information on our website, then like I said, do pick up the call because we've got trained helpline volunteers who are all there ready to speak to you. Now, I have to ask you this because this is my new favourite thing I've been following on Twitter. (laughs) Obviously, you're on Twitter at Joe's Trust. um, But I keep seeing this hashtag pop pop up, hashtag be cervix savvy. um, And you're taking a cervical smear test on like a roadshow. We're taking our roadshow around the country and it's basically a big bright pink bus that we're taking around the UK um, up until July. So we're, we're in Glasgow at the moment and then we're heading to Newcastle, Blackburn and down the country across to Wales to London in June and then back up to a few other cities as well. Um, and we're there to talk to women about what they can do to reduce their risk of cervical cancer. So we're talking to women about smear tests, about the vaccination, about the symptoms of cervical cancer. Um, they can come onto the bus and have a chat with, have a confidential conversation with one of us. They can take home materials. We're there to just answer any queries or concerns. Um, and the first few days in Glasgow are fantastic. We spoke to hundreds of women um, from anything to what well, the age of a smear test, how old you have to be to have a smear test, to um, having a conversation about how a mother can talk to her daughter about what the HPV vaccination is for, to providing people a bit of support if they have, have had an abnormal screening result. So um, it's really exciting. So if you see the bus, come and have a chat to us because we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you see it driving past you, then do tweet us using hashtag BeCervixSavvy. Um, but we're really, really excited because for us, this is a really new and exciting um, campaign that we're running. Oh, that's amazing, Kate. And also, we must stress as well that obviously it's completely free. It's an NHS service, isn't it? So it costs you absolutely nothing to go for one. Exactly. It's completely free um, and it literally just does take five minutes. And if you're concerned about going, there are lots of ways that you can make it a bit easier. You can take someone with you. Um, if you're concerned about it might be embarrassing, you can wear a skirt. You can ask the nurse for a smaller speculum because um, they come in different sizes. So if you're experiencing pain, it shouldn't be painful at all. But just do talk to your nurse if it's painful. And there's lots of things they can do to make it much easier. Um, or, or give us a call, contact Joseph Cancer Trust, and we can have a chat, chat with you as well. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Kate. And, um, you know, really well done on the amazing work that you're doing with Joe's Trust. I'm really excited. I'm going to look out for the big pink bus in the uh, cervical (laughs) cervical cancer roadshow. It's amazing. Thank you. And thank you so much for helping us raise awareness of smear tests. It's so, so important. Oh, it's lovely to have you on. And uh, thank you for your advice and everything. It's been amazing. Thank you, Kate.
Thank you. So lovely to speak to Kate there from Joe's Trust. They are an absolutely fabulous charity. And if you have any concerns um, about, you know, going for your smear test or maybe the results of your smear test, you should definitely get in touch with them or at least visit the website because they've got loads of helpful tips um, and advice on there for you. So what an experience this has all been, really, going for my first smear test and recording the whole thing. Um, What a relief that it is over and done with. Um, But honestly, it was just the easiest thing ever. I can't stress that enough. I know I've said it 100 times, Um, but it was a 10 minute appointment. Um, It was over and done with really quickly. Uh, It didn't cause me any pain. I've had no pain since the appointment um, and everything's been fine, really. So just about waiting for the results now. And obviously that is the whole point in going. Uh, I think Kate kind of really made a point of how important it is to go um, and how it can really prevent uh, that HPV virus from spreading. Thank you so much as well to Athlete House Surgery for letting me uh, record my uh, smear test appointment and to the lovely Beth, my nurse as well, who is an absolute babe. Um, And I don't think she was particularly used to having uh, medical procedures like that documented. So thank you very much to her. Uh, Finally, I just want to read out a quick email I got. I did put out a tweet from my personal Twitter, which is Davis, in case anyone ever wants to tweet me. Um, I did put out a tweet asking if anyone had Uh, any particular stories about going for a cervical smear test and I had this lovely email from this uh, woman called Sarah uh, which absolutely cracked me up so I just thought I'd really quickly finish with this she says hiya I saw your tweet and I thought I'd share a couple of choice smear test moments with you in the hope that an irreverent look at smears helps other women hitch up their skirts and get their smears done every time I have a smear test I bleed I have a condition that used to be called cervical erosion. I remember the first nurse who told me that that was why I bled at every test. When I asked her what it meant and what caused it, she just said, oh, it's fairly common. It's not really anything to worry about. It just looks like someone's been up there with a Black & Decker sander. I'm mean. (laughs) Um, That absolutely cracks me up. And then at the end of her email, Sarah's just put, needless to say, nobody has been up there with one of those. I mean, thank God for that, Sarah. It'd be a bit worrying if someone had. So thank you so much for sending that in because honestly, that really did make me laugh. Thank you. Well, there we go then. I hope we have um, fully covered this topic um, as well as we can in about half an hour or so. Um, I always love to hear from you, as I keep saying. So please, please, uh, by all means, send me a little email. Let me know what you think. Thefemalestruggle at gmail.com. Or if there are any topics that you would be particularly interested to talk about, um, then I would also love to hear from you. It's always great to have you on. Um, So yes, thank you very much for downloading this podcast or listening to this podcast. Um, If you love it, please review it and share it. It would mean the world to me. Um, If you don't, don't worry about it. I don't like you either. I'm only joking. Okay, I'm literally just talking to myself now. Okay, bye.